Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician and you'd like to hear your music on the radio, please reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. So tonight, being joined on the tiny stage by an old friend who hasn't been here in a little while, John Taglieri. How are you? I am doing well. It's been a hot minute. Yes, it has. (laughs) Who are you calling old? Yes, not you. (laughs) So for those who might not be familiar with you, give yourself an introduction. I am John Taglieri. I am a musician uh, originally from New Jersey, but living here in Massachusetts. I have uh, spent most of my adult life as a full-time musician up until recently, and I got uh, about 14 releases as far as uh, CDs and EPs and a bunch of singles. And I've been uh, traveled a lot and uh, played with uh, some very cool people and some very cool stages. And uh, and just had a very good time being able to make music as a living. That's amazing. We're going to touch on as much of that as we can tonight. But before we get too much further, share your online information. Where can you be found? I can be found on all of the socials. Just put in my name. The only one that's different is Facebook, which is John Taglieri Music. Otherwise, it's John Taglieri. That's T-A-G-L-I-E-R-I on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, on all the good social sites. That sounds great. I don't do Snapchat, though. No Snapchat. No Snapchat. It has been a while since you've been here last, and uh, there's, there's been a bunch that's happened in your life since then, so give us an update on what's been new with you over the last couple of years. Oh, boy. Well, let's see. My daughter's turned nine and just started fourth grade today. <laughs> My son has turned four and started pre-K today, or yesterday, I should say. My fitness business, so as I morphed out of music full-time, because when I had kids, I didn't want to be a Skype dad, you know, and I always said once I had kids and once they knew I was leaving, I would stop leaving, and I, and I made that promise to my wife, and I'll never forget when my daughter was about three and a half or so, and she started to realize that daddy was leaving a lot, I stopped leaving, and, uh, you know, that's what sort of took me off the road, and I morphed into being, you know, I, I own a fitness and health and, and massage therapy business, so that kind of morphed into that in uh, in the late 2010s and uh, so I do that full time and I still play music and I'm still in the studio and I'm still on stage but now you mixing kids sports and dad life and 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 everything else and uh, that's that's the world these days and I I'm sure you're you're happier now too than I am you you've know, ever been man I, I had amazing parents growing up truly like I had really great parents and my dad set a very high bar for me as a dad that I'll never reach, but I'm going to do the best I can to try to. So the moment, and I'll never forget it, it was November 28th of, of 2015, and I was leaving for a month to go to Key West. And I opened the door to the mom van I'm at Logan Airport, and, and then this little voice in the car seat goes, no, Dad, Dad, leave. Oh, <laughs> that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I landed in Florida. I called my wife, and I said, this is my last trip. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, she knows I'm leaving now. And that was my last long trip. I had some some commitments throughout 2016 to honor. And I went away a few times for smaller trips. But they dwindled down and dwindled down and dwindled down throughout that year. Because, you know, I, I waited a long time to become a dad. And, and I didn't want to be the, the dad she saw on a screen most of the time. So in addition yeah. to that, you, you, you are still playing some local gigs. Oh, yeah. And you've yeah. released some, some songs recently, too, including a single that just recently came out. Yes. Talk yes. about what's out there for music, especially the newer stuff. So the newer stuff, so, so after I came off the road, you know, I still put out um, True Believer actually came out right after I came off the road, and that was great. And, but then I took a little break, and I focused on being a dad and getting my new business running and all that stuff. And I was still making music, but I just wasn't putting stuff out. As you can hear, my voice is kind of husky. So for those who don't know me, around the same time, I actually damaged a vocal cord. Um, I developed acid reflux and didn't know it. And the acid reflux actually damaged one of my vocal cords irreparably. So I had to relearn how to speak and then relearn how to sing. So throughout that time, I was writing and creating, but I wasn't able to do stuff. Fast forward to 2021, I sit down after being kind of frustrated in my studio because I was kind of saying the same things, but not getting the same results because of my new voice. So I went to a good friend of yours and mine, Mr. Monk Twain. 
uh, somebody I knew I could trust with helping to guide me to a new place. And we wrote what would be my first new single after that little kind of hiatus. And since then, he and I have also continued to make more music. 2021, we put out Talking to Myself Out Loud. And now this year, this summer, in fact, I wrote a song with Jeff Rosen that came out in the end of June. And I wrote another song with Monk Dwayne that came out two weeks ago. So that's where we are now. We have Talk to Me, which is out right now that just came out two weeks ago. We have Part-Time Love that came out early this summer. Both have been doing fantastic. So I'm kind of happy with the trajectory of how things are now. You know, I found a new way to sing, a new way to make a voice that really suits who I am these days. The few songs a year will kind of be the trajectory, especially in this world where full albums, if you're not touring, just aren't a thing you need to do. So a few songs a year will probably be where I live these days. So, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Let's start off with one of those songs. What are we listening to first? Uh, why don't we do the Brandy Brand New one? This is, uh, this is a song I wrote with Monk Twain. How much backstory you want on this? Uh, we'll talk about it after the song. Okay. Go for it. What's talk it to me. 95.9 WAG, John Tagliari, live on the tiny stage. Whitewash the truth, just another day. Living the same lies between me and you Why does this still come as a surprise? Living this way Just closing the doors, sleeping alone What's left to say When I'm always coming in last I'm under the ocean when I reach for your hand, can't you see that I'm drowning? What will it take? Won't you throw me a lot? Can't you see that I'm dying? Talk to me, talk to me. Tell me all the things we need to say. With the words you're not saying We need this right now Somehow we got lost in the game we are playing We were as one Now it all feels like one's been divided Tomorrow reveals All the places where we tend to hide I'm under the ocean Still reach for your hand in my tears. I am drowning. What will it take? I have sent you the sounds. Can't you hear as I'm shouting? Talk to me, talk to me. Tell me. Day 
playing some tracks tonight with John Tagliere on 95.9 WATD. That's a new one called Talk to Me. John, talk to us about that song. How did that song happen? So after the, f- the first song that Monk and I did together, Talking to Myself Out Loud, went so well, we decided to do another one. And I went back into his studio last August. In about an hour or so, we wrote the bones of that song. And I was sort of happy with it, but I wasn't sold on it. And then life got in the way for a couple of months before Monk and I were able to get back together. And we got back together. And I was kind of, I, I tried to finish writing that song a few times at home. And I never f- really found the, the right switch for it. And we got back together in Monk's studio. And he was kind of like, I want to go after that song. So I, I begrudgingly at first said, okay. And then all of a sudden, like in 20 minutes, we finished the song. It just sort of fell out as soon as we started working on it. So it, it, it turned into this amazing song that I, that I truly love. It brought me back to playing some rock because the two singles before it were a little more, one was definitely a ballad. One was more mid-tempo. This one's definitely rock, you know, and, uh, you know, and we enlisted bona fide legends to play. Yes, on it, which, let's talk about that. So I, I played guitar and vocals, obviously, and Monk played all the keyboards and some guitars as well. And then we recruited Leland Sklar to play bass and Kenny Aronoff to play drums. Now Leland, like he's played with like... Everybody, like, everybody, Lyle so love it and Lyle love it. James Taylor, Carol King, Toto, Phil Collins, uh, all of Phil Collins' solo stuff is all Leland on on bass, you know. And then we have Kenny Aronoff, who is John Cougar and Michelle Branch and John Fogarty, Melissa Etheridge, and Melissa Etheridge, and the whole world because every big event has him on the house band drums. So it's pretty amazing that that I have these two as my rhythm section on this. Now, how did that happen? Were they done, were they tracked from their individual home studios? Yeah, so Kenny, uh, I've worked with Kenny before a few years ago on another song that we're going to play later in this show. And so I just sent him a note and said, hey, man, I'm recording again. You want to do it? And he was like, of course. So then I just reached out to Leland Sklar and was like, hey, man, I've been a fan of yours since I'm like 10 years old. Would you play it in my song? And he's like, yeah, I got to find time in my schedule. Tell me about the song. I tell him about it. I tell him Kenny's doing it. He had just recorded with Kenny on another project. So he was like, oh, if Kenny's doing it, I'm in. And that was it. And uh, Kenny did it out in his studio in L.A. called Uncommon Studios L.A. And it was funny. He like got off tour with, I think, Satriani, Joe Satriani, <laughs> cut my songs, and then went back out on tour with the Goo Goo Dolls. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, just threw my stuff right in between there. And Leland, I was like, Leland, where did you do your stuff? What's the credit? And he goes, I don't know, some hotel room somewhere. Because he was just on the roll with Lyle Lovett. And he just cut him in his laptop. That's great. Yeah. So you mentioned that most of your life has been performing music in some variation professionally. When did music first become part of your life? Take us back to those days. I was five years old. I was just a wee little five-year-old. My parents decided I needed a hobby, and they sent me for guitar lessons at Michael's Music in Union City, New Jersey. And, uh, and I started studying with Michael, and I played from five to seven, and then I decided I want to be a drummer. So I started playing drums, and then I started playing bass, and then I missed it, so I went back to guitar. Played in school bands. I played trumpet and sax and pretty much any, uh, any instrument I could get my hands on at that point. And uh, it just never, ever stopped. And I had a few starts and stops as a full-time career in my adulthood. And then, you know, early in the 2000s, I figured out the switch, and I've never gone back. When did it go from just being a hobby to being a full-time career? You know, being in different high school bands and just meeting a lot of people and playing locally around New Jersey, it kept growing and kept growing and kept growing. And then I got a gig as a drummer for a band that was going out on tour. So I went out on tour as a drummer with this band called Dr. Max, and they played a lot Midwest. We opened for a lot of big names. And I got a really deep taste of, wow, this is a career. Yeah. And then, you know, you come back and you don't always find that switch again. You get a job and then you find another situation where you can go out. And then... In the late 90s, I just decided I didn't want to be a side guy anymore. So I wrote my first album. And that was kind of it. I got my first record deal. I got my first taste of what it was really like. And then I, I just kept going from there. So once you got that, that little you know, taste of life on the road, what changed about the path of your career at that point? You become more focused because when you realize, wow, I can make a living at this, but I've got to make a living at this to make a living at it. You know, I've always said... You can be the best musician in the world, but if you don't know how to do business, no one's ever going to know you exist. Yeah, because you know, so, you're know you essentially your own small business. Right. And at that point, I had, I had a record deal, and I walked away from it. And then I started my own label, Leap Dog Music. And then I had to learn how to be my own manager and be my own press agent and be my own booking agent and take on all of the roles that if you don't have the money to afford to hire everybody, you have to learn how to do yourself. So I really delved into running the business of music. And then... As I got better at the business of music, 
I was able to keep taking my career to new levels. Fantastic. Let's do more music from you. What is next? Why don't we just go chronologically backwards <laughs> and we'll take the other song that came out this summer, which I wrote with Jeff Rosen. It's called Part Time Love. Let's hear it. We have John Tagliere in studio tonight on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. What's the takeaway from all those things you said? How do I break away from the things inside my head raining down on me? I can hardly breathe in this runaway My legs won't carry All the weight is breaking me down Feels like my feet are stuck Time love John Tagliere here on the WATD Tiny Stage tonight, ninety-five nine. And uh, John, talk about that song. How did that song happen? That's so, that's another new one. It is, it is. Uh, so Jeff Rosen and I have done a billion gigs together, but we've never written a song. You know, he owns a studio and I own a studio, so we were both talking one day. You know, we should write a song. So I went over to his place and I walked in, and legitimately, this is how it happened. I walk in, I sit down, I pick up a guitar, and I go, "What do you got?" He goes, "I'm terrible with lyrics." but I've got a million songs on music. I'm like, okay, play me something. He literally cues up a rough of just the music that he had laid out for this song. And in inside of 10 seconds, I start spouting the lyrics for it. And 30 minutes later, we have the song complete. Fantastic. It was just like that easy. He had most of the music sort of pathed out. And we went back and forth on some of the lines, changed some words, but literally within an, a half hour, we had... 95% of the song done. And then it was like, all right, let's change this. Let's tweak that. I think we could say that better. But I'm a songwriter who likes to write the song and then go back and edit the song. Like I've written with songwriters who want to stop after every line. Can we say that better? I'm like, let's write the song first. 
and then go see if there's anything we could say a little differently. So we literally just let it flow. And in, in 30 minutes, the bones were all there. And we just sat down then and kind of tweaked and drank a little whiskey and tweaked a little more and boom. And then when we went in to start tracking it, this is another song where we have an amazing cast of characters. And I'm incredibly proud of it because not just do we have like Kenny Aronoff on drums, right? And then we have Steve Cook from Phil Vassar's band on bass. And we have Brian Ficchino from the Pat McGee band on all the slide guitars. And then Jeff and I cut the acoustics and the electrics. And Brianna Grace sings background vocals on it. But then my most proud moment is my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, Harmony Grace Tagliari, sings backing vocals on the song. That's cool. So this is the first, she started playing guitar earlier this year. And I, she was listening to the song in the car one day, listening to a rough of it. And she was singing along and I'm like, you want to sing on the song? And she's like, you'd let me do that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll let you do that. And we went downstairs into my studio and cut all of her backing tracks. And these, they came out great. That's so cool. Yeah. Love so that. it's a really proud moment as a dad because then my daughter's on one of my songs. We have John Tagliari in studio tonight, 95.9 WHD. We are up against our first break of the 9 o'clock hour. We still have a lot more to get to, more songs to share as well with John Tagliari. You're listening to Almost Famous, 95.9 WATD, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, back in just a few. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, being joined in studio tonight by singer-songwriter John Tagliari. How are you, my friend? I am doing well, thank you. Give yourself another introduction, if you would. You've been here before, but for anybody who missed the first couple times. I am John Tagliari. I'm a singer-songwriter based out of the South Shore of Massachusetts. I've been doing this a, a while. I got a bunch of records out, and I get to have the joy of making music. That's great. Share with us again the website, the socials, where can you be found, and where can your music be found? JohnTagliari.com is the website. Stick my name in any of the typical social sites, and you will find me. Facebook, just add music to the end, John Tagliari Music. And you can find the music on anywhere that you download or stream your music, whether it be Apple Music or YouTube Music or Spotify or anything else. You can find the music pretty much everywhere. Well, let's do more music from you. What are we listening to next? Uh, since we're just keep going backwards, let's do the, the, the song that came out in 2021, and this is called Talking to Myself Out Loud. Let's hear it. We have John Tagliari live in studio, 95.9 WATD. You say you're flirting with destiny. You say you need it now. It's feeling like it's got the best of you. And you just don't know how You say that time has been a friend to you But now it's gone its way Your wishful thinking's gonna get you through It's gotta be this way But now there's no one else to blame You say you're always falling short From where I stand it's always such a shame I've been lying, I've been trying I've been hiding, talking to myself out loud
John Tagliere here on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, doing some tracks from him this evening. That's a song that came out just a few years ago, Talking to Myself Out Loud. John, talk about that song. How did that one happen? Oh, so once I kind of got through the rehab of being able to learn how to sing again, I started writing songs again, but my voice had changed. As we go back in this show, you'll hear what my voice used to sound like as we go through some of the older songs that we're going to get to later. And so I was struggling to find a way to sing with my new voice. Because my instinct was to write the way that I always wrote. And, you know, I was 130 songs into my career at that point, you know, released. So I had a way of writing. And I was getting frustrated, so I I reached out to Monk. And Monk and I have been in bands before and, and played music before and done so much work together that I really trusted him. And I know how great of a producer he is. So I reached out to him and I went to his studio to get away from my space and my instruments and my energy in the room. And we used all of his instruments and his space to bring some new energy into what we were doing. And he and I sat and talked. And the story that kept resonating was that for five years, I had sat in a room talking to myself out loud. Why can't I do what I used to do? Why can't I do the things that came so easy before? And I I used to, I had this conversation with myself a million times sitting there trying to write and trying to get back to where I was. And So that was the story we decided to go with. How do we describe the conversation that I'd had with myself over and over and over, over a four or five year period? And, you know, we decided to just keep it in-house, just me and him. I played the drums and bass. He played the guitars and keys. We wrote the whole song and lyrics together in one night. And it's really the story of how I mentally found my way back to writing. And he said to me, You're a power singer. You were a power singer. I was the Steve Perry, Lou Graham, Brad Delp, high tenor power singer. And now my voice didn't do that anymore. So he's like, why don't we try to talk? Why don't we try to whisper? And he took me through an entire world I'd never tried to do before as a vocalist, where I sang softly and emotively and with a clarity that didn't need to be powerful. And... So that's how that song kind of got its life. We wrote this emotional story of a conversation inside my head and then tried to intimately convey it into the song. A question that I usually ask people on this show is that how did they discover the voice that they sing with? How hard was it to rediscover your voice? How long did that take you to find a a new way uh, of singing prior to that session with Monk? Well, 2017, I spent at Mass Eye and Ear going through vocal rehab, learning how to speak correctly again. I had acid reflux and I didn't know it. And it burned a piece of my vocal cord off. Like there's a piece of my right vocal cord that's not there anymore. They call it a sulcus. So if you see a picture of my vocal cord, there's a divot in the cord and they can't fix it. Like I went to the doctors in Mass General who fixed Adele and John Mayer and Steven Tyler. And they were like, yeah, you have the only thing that we can't do anything about. It's not there anymore. So I went to vocal therapy to learn how to speak again because my speaking voice was really messed up. And then they taught me how to sing again. And it was probably 2018, 19, 20 of me sitting there learning. I was doing gigs and I was refinding, okay, I can't sing Journey, but I can sing The Clash, you know, and refinding ways to make my voice work and restructuring as a, as a cover guy, what songs I couldn't do and what new songs I'd never thought of doing that I could do. 
you know, like Rod Stewart stuff became easy for me, (laughs) which was always a little struggle before. So as an original singer, that was the frustrating part was every time I sat down, my habits weren't aligning with the voice I now had. And I will honestly and 100% say, if it wasn't for Monk Duane, I wouldn't have found a way back to being an original singer. Thank you, Monk. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And and I say that with no levity. Like, Monk found the switch for me. Because I brought him what I thought was the start of a song, and it was a mid-tempo rocker. Talking to myself out loud, right? I had written three versions of that song, and I gave up on all three versions. And then he sat down and looked at the three of them and went, this verse, this pre-chorus, this chorus, pieces out of... I'd written the song, but I'd written it in three different places, and I didn't see the picture. He took one look at the whole scope of it and found the parts, and then we honed them into one song, and then he pushed me back to the song you just heard, the ballad, and the way I sang it, and I had never thought to sing like that. That is so cool. And I don't think I ever would have if it was not for Monk. And it sounds great. Thank you. Let's do more from you. What are we listening to next? Let's keep going back in time. Let's keep going back in time. So this is Days Like These. Let's hear it. We have John Tagliere here on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. On days like these, I get to thinking about all the things this life has handed me. And how I've been afraid of making mistakes, pushing the limits, I pump the brakes and see. Meant to be
John Tagliere here in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. We're doing some tracks, kind of going over the course of his career, going back in time. And that's uh, our next song, Days Like These. How did that song happen? That, that predates the song we just listened to, Talking to Myself Out Loud. Yes. So that came out in 2015. So uh, a friend of mine, Bobby James, great songwriter, performer. We'd done some road work together. We, we, we've played a bunch of gigs. And uh, he and I were like, we should write a song. So I happened to be going to Nashville. He lived in Nashville. I found out we were pregnant. My wife was with me on that trip. And as they were leaving to go to Bobby's house, she happens to take a pregnancy test because we were trying. And we find out I'm, we're going to be parents. We leave and go to Bobby's house. And I tell him, we just found out. And he's like, dude, that's what we're writing about today. Oh, cool. So days like these was about me finding out I'm about to be a dad. That is so cool. Yeah. So we sat down and we wrote the song and we had a blast writing it. Uh, it was a fun two, three hour session. We were, we were drinking, we were just having fun and then came home and I cut most of the song in my studio. I reached out to Kenny Aronoff. That's the first song Kenny Aronoff ever played with me. And I reached out to Kenny and I said, would you play drums on this? And he was like, absolutely. And he played on the song and you know, it was one of those just so much fun to make that song. And then when we made the video for it, my daughter was already born because in 2014, I had another record that was already coming out. So I saved days like these for my next release. And my daughter was born and she's in the music video. So if you watch the music video on YouTube for that song, you see me holding up a very young, like two month old Harmony Grace. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about something. Um, and this has not so much lately, but it was a thing a couple of years ago. I, I forget what, which journalist it was. I think it was somebody from Rolling Stone or Billboard declared, I think it was 2021 was the year that killed the chorus. And so many of your songs have just such really strong and soaring choruses and hooks. How important is a strong chorus and a strong hook in the composition of your music? For me, it's everything. If you get through the first chorus of my song and it's didn't resonate with you enough to sing it when the second chorus comes around or hum it at least, then I failed in my opinion as a writer. The, you know, they say the, the year that killed the chorus and there was also the, the, you know, the years that killed the guitar solos, things that honestly I think are a big part of a song. The message, the hook, the chorus of the song is what it's about for me. When you were touring in your, your full band days, and then evolving into the solo musician that you are today. How did that affect your songwriting? Well, you know, it was interesting. I was solo first, then went band, then went back to solo. So there really wasn't much of an evolution from one to the other. It was as I was a solo artist and I put a band together, it was just sort of then letting the guys in the band creatively have some input. You know, we, were so, we wrote some songs together. My, myself, my old guitar player, Brad, Brad Whitley, uh, wrote a lot of songs together through the mid or, you know, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, we wrote a ton of songs together. So it was, it was stepping out of the solo side and letting myself open up as a co-writer and start to let some other input into the songs. When I went back to solo, honestly, I, I kept co-writing with a lot of people because I really enjoy co-writing. On any given record I had through the you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 world of the 2000s, about half of them were solo written and half were co-written because I love the process of co-writing. I love bringing in the other influences and the other stories and the other thought process to mine and maybe taking an idea I had to a place I never would have thought to go. So it was always fun because I went from being in a little bubble as a solo guy in 99 through 2006 or seven into opening this whole world of co-writing and bringing all these other influences in. Well, speaking of which, let's keep going back in time here and listen to some, some more of your early stuff. What is next? Okay. Let's do Southern Paradise. Love this track. Let's hear it. John Tagliere, speaking of soaring choruses, 95.9 WATD, we're on the tiny stage. my dreams and I'm not afraid of living anymore hop the flight down to the keys like some kind of redneck refugee I knew my life would change as I stood up on that golden shore cause this is my paradise crazy days and summer nights kicking back there ain't nothing any better than this life Spice of life, 
too cold in New Mexico Almost drowned in my own sweat in Tennessee But now my beer's ice cold and the girls are hot It's the perfect place, it's the right spot Not going back to the cold My blood's too thin and now I'm free Cause this is my paradise Lazy days and summer nights Kicking back John Tagliere here on the Tiny Stage doing some tracks tonight, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. I love that track. Well, here's an interesting one. So I didn't fully write this. This was written by someone named Sean Mormello, and he and I talked about writing some songs together, and he presented me with a song with a different place. So Southern Paradise, for me, I was living in Key West at the time. I was living in Key West six months a year and playing music there full time, and you know, when he presented me with a song, I connected with the whole message of the song he'd written, but we changed it to fit the world I was living in. So originally the song was written in a different way, and he and I changed it to be the song that you hear. So Southern Paradise refers to Key West, Florida. And it's really about the life I was living at the time. I was going to Key West six months a year, and I was living this amazing beach life. You know, you want to you want to joke about the Jimmy Buffett stuff, but that's the life I was living. Wake up go to the gym, sit on the beach, drink some beer, go do a gig, drink some more beer, hang out all night, go bed to sleep, wake up, rinse and repeat. That was every day of my life when I was in Key West. So, you know, that song is is really about enjoying. I was in a really good place in my career and a really good place in my life. And, and that song is really just about enjoying it all. You know, and if you go look at the video, I hired a video crew and we shot over five days in Key West and it was spring break and it was St. Patty's Day. So we shot over a week of St. Patty's weekend and spring break with all these people there. And I got all my friends together in Key West and go watch the video. It's a party from start to finish. I love that. Yeah. So we are up against our final break of the night. We have one more song to share. Does that work for you? Sure. We are on the tiny stage with John Tag Leary. And now back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. We're on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD with John Tagliere for a little bit longer. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous. John, how you doing, man? Sounding great tonight. I am doing really well. Thank you, sir. Taking a selfie? No, I'm taking a picture of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Through the glass. Thank you. So give yourself one final introduction. My name is John Tagliere. I am a singer-songwriter from the South Shore of Massachusetts, originally from New Jersey, will always be a Jersey boy, and I've got... 14 CDs and EPs and some singles out and I've toured the world and uh, I've just been lucky enough to 
make music a full-time career for a long time. Many of the songs that we've heard tonight have actually charted in one way or another. Talk about some of those, if you would. Yes. So, I, you know, there's a million different ways to chart outside of just the Billboard stuff. You know, you, you know, I've had songs that have had some great success, you know, in the, in the indie world, so to speak. So if we go backwards from the songs we were talking about, Talk To Me just came out, so we're hoping that that climbs up, you know, and does well. There's a radio station that is very kind to me called New Visions Radio, and they are a worldwide station, and they have about a million listeners a month. And Part-Time Love has been number one on their most requested list for four straight weeks now. And Talking To Myself Out Loud was number one on their top requested for three straight weeks when it was out. Prior to that, Days Like These, that EP went to number 28 on Billboard. And Southern Paradise went to number 73 on Billboard consecutively. Southern Paradise came first, went to number 73. We built on that and went to number 28 with Days Like These. And then the, the song that we're about to play, uh, Make Me Believe, actually was a top seller, went to number one on Amazon in its genre. That's amazing. Congratulations. So we've on had that. some good stuff. You know, there's another song that I wrote with a girl named Lisa Coppola, and that won a Josie Award for Best Song of the Year. So I know you're familiar with the Josies. Yeah, that's awesome. The Josies are like, I don't want to say you know, a Grammy, but it, it's an indie award that's got a lot of clout to it. Like they hold their, where you said they held their awards this year at the Grand Old Opry. I think something like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a pretty hefty, you know, as an indie guy, that's, a, that's, a, that's one to be proud of. We didn't hear any live stuff tonight, but you did bring the axe with you. And I, yeah. I, I want you to just tell that story about how, how that guitar came to be. Cause that's a really cool story. Yeah. This guitar, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, this guitar, I'll let you guys say hi to it. This guitar is interesting because so my, my father-in-law has a place down on the Cape and, uh, and one day he was going to throw out some garbage in the dumpster and he finds a guitar case in there. So he grabs it because he's like, oh, it's a nice case. I'll bring it home to John. And he brings it home and leaves it for me and I, and I find it and I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And I open it up and this guitar is sitting in it and it is an Ibanez and it's in beautiful shape. Uh, not a scratch on it. I think somebody's girlfriend got mad at them and threw it out. Most likely, and yes. it's literally a... A, a stunningly nice guitar it just needed a bridge piece so I put a bridge piece in and I have this un, this wonderful acoustic right so we go back to the song Talk to Me that I did with Monk that's out right now and when we went back to that second writing session I was as I said earlier I, I didn't really want to write it he wanted to so this was a guitar I brought with me and we pulled it out and wrote that song and like 20 minutes. So it was safe. It wasn't for the dumpster guitar. Talk to me wouldn't have been finished. That's amazing. The big question is when you drop the pick on the hole of your guitar, what's your favorite way to get it out? Oh, you shake the daylights. You turn it over and shake. <laughs> John Tagliari, thank you so much for making this work tonight. We have time for one more song. What are we closing out with? Make me believe. Let's hear it. 95.9 WHD. Get home safely and I will catch you on the next project, I'm sure.
life gives to me. Oh. 